Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Did I ever tell you about the English book that I left on the desk that had a sanitary towel stuck to it? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Test Tube Baby. The sun is shining here in the UK. We're recording this on the 25th of April and we went for a coffee this morning. It's already been such a lovely day. Uh, if you haven't yet, please do subscribe to our podcast and the best way to support us is to leave a review. We love seeing them. They are so appreciated. So if you have done that in the past, thank you so much. My name is Miranda Burns and over there across from me, sat on the floor, very bohemian style, is Tristan Hall. I know, I feel like one with the world right now i'm sat mm. on the floor i'm feeling very zen did you know i hope this fact is right but i do believe the reason why japanese beds are on the floor is so you feel more grounded and it's easier to get out of them in the morning because you're already at a lower level you've been to japan oh ha 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 yes i went to japan a few years ago and it was the best thing ever and i like to mention it whatever you're just jealous <laughs> please take me back there um if you are new to our podcast family in test you baby we chat through all things ivf and hopefully beyond because fingers crossed that one day there is going to be a baby joining us in true tristan and miranda style there will be a whole lot of tangents more than one euphemism and inevitably we will expose and embarrass ourselves this episode episode 11 is a big one as you can probably tell from the title, which you will have inevitably already seen. Um, we want to offer a trigger warning before we go any further. Obviously, we're talking about IVF, but we're also going to be talking about pregnancy and miscarriage. Uh, so if that doesn't sound like it's for you, that is absolutely fine. Just meet us at the next one. Tris, where do we start? Well, we've actually not recorded a podcast for a while, have we? We're mm. now sat back at home, having been at your parents for quite a while during IVF. Um, and a lot has happened since you last heard from us live during this journey. Oh my goodness, so much. So much. We snuck in that little recording of the last episode about supplements. Oh, we did do that, Yeah, we, we did that. But otherwise, I don't think we've sat down properly for about four weeks. Is yeah, that... four or five weeks since we actually chatted about our IVF journey. How sneaky are we? We record, you didn't know this, but we were recording things and then putting them out at a later date. <laughs> banking stuff you know making sure we had lots to put out Tristan's just such an organized podcast producer he's like I've got a plan I've got a vision I know exactly what we need to do we need to bank this material because we're gonna run out of stuff to talk about I was like okay I'll just follow your lead just tell me what to chat about and I'll chat 
Many of you will know that when you do IVF, there is a certain thing that comes afterwards called the two week wait or hashtag TWW over on Instagram. Uh, if you have seen that hashtag floating around and you've wondered what it meant, yeah, I was really confused too, but some lovely lady explained it to me. So we were on our TWW, our two week wait. And at the end of that two week wait, we have been given permission by our embryologist to perform a pregnancy test to pee on a stick. Now, our two-week wait was a little while ago now, wasn't it? We got back from your parents because we had a week after doing IVF there mm-hmm. um, where you were resting so didn't want to move you because we just transferred and the last thing we needed is anything happening there. Then we got back home on like the Sunday yeah, and it was like three days and then we had our test. So it was really soon after we got back. Yeah, so ages ago in our little world, we woke up. Uh, in the morning and we knew that today was the day and Tris bless him you woke up really early didn't you I'm just lying there like oh my goodness it's today it's today it's you today. woke up at like 6am and I was leisurely lying in until like quarter to nine just having a great time very relaxed I just sat just... on my phone playing Sudoku just Did passing you? the time how are you doing I think so that is so cute it calms me down Sudoku I... or um solitaire Oh, yeah, yeah. See, it's so funny because that's taking me back to my childhood because Solitaire was one of the few games that we used to have on our computer back in like the early noughties. And Minesweeper. Yeah, which I never understood how to play. So <laughs> yeah, just always clicking random yeah. buttons. <laughs> oh, I lost. Oh, that's green. Oh, bang. Don't know what's going on there. Um, so I would always go with Solitaire instead. And I love the little bit where you put all the cards on and then it like sprays cards at the screen. Yeah. Always a thrill. So much fun. And then Sudoku, I got taught how to do those in year six. So you've literally like transported me back to when I I was like 10 years old. That's what I used to do on my commute. I used to go to London every single day. And you'll understand if you commute as well. If you do like an hour plus journey on a train, there's only so much Netflix you can watch. Oh, I so I would just play games. I had like a happy pipe game where you had to like <laughs> follow pipes around a thing. I had 2048, which those of you who are app fans will love. Little aside, I know you come for the, the pregnancy I know, news, I, but We did warn you there were going to be tangents. Um, <laughs> when I was doing that... I would be one of those suckers who would play a game. And obviously you get these free games. You're like, oh my God, it's free. It's not free because there's advertising popping up that someone is paying for. Mm-hmm. And you see these like catch up games that's like Crossy Road. And you're like, oh, I want to play that. So I had an app folder on my phone <laughs> that was like seven pages long with apps I downloaded because I'm a sucker for advertising. Often Tris would come home uh, and be like, oh, found a new game. Can I show you? I'm like, yes, Tris, that's fine. Go on. Oh, that was such a big part of our life for so long. Thank God you don't do that commute anymore. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yes. It was 9am in the morning. <laughs> and the two of us wandered into the bathroom and we already had out on the toilet seat the pregnancy test because what Tristan didn't want me to do was go to the loo in the morning forgetting we were going to do it like I'd ever forget and waste my morning wee. I wouldn't have put that past you. No. Because the morning wheeze that you you kind of stumbled to the bathroom, eyes half shut, like... Uh, you had to ask my permission for a 2am wee, didn't you? You woke me up at 2am <laughs> to the see night. if we... Well, I didn't, I didn't want to waste the wee. If you'd have said no, cross your legs, I'd have said, well, sod it, we're doing the test right now. We're not waiting until 6am. Anyway, look, this is all by the by. We went into the bathroom and I <laughs> did a wee in a Tupperware pot, which yeah, we had, do you remember, which we had already from downstairs up in the bathroom. Um, and Tris is very hands-on in these things. Like, you like, you know, you, do, you fancy yourself a little bit of a scientist. You know, you were the one that mixed all the injections when we were doing IVF. And true. You do, you like nature, you like science, etc. Um, Well, you were the one that I think dunked it in the wee. I was, that was me. Which, can I just say, like, you must really love me because, you, like, not many people have hold a warm Tupperware pot of someone else's wee comfortably and 
and sort of experimented with it. When you had your laparoscopy, I had to tend to you after your wheeze. Do you remember that? <sighs> that was passing the point of no return. Like, that was it now. So I think dunking a stick in wheel, as long as I'm not touching it with my yeah. hands, I'm okay. We're fine. Well, um, we dunked it. We left it for the three minutes. And we got two lines. We got a positive result. It's really interesting getting that positive result when you have recently gone through a miscarriage because, and you'll understand this if you've you've sort of traveled a similar journey. A positive pregnancy test doesn't mean a successful pregnancy. It's so funny. Like ignorance is a wonderful thing. And back a day, I used to think that if you weed on a stick and it was positive, that just meant that you were going to have a baby nine months later. I think a lot of people think like that. You certainly used to believe that would be the case. When you go through a miscarriage and a miscarriage, you know, that happens at 18 weeks, you doubt that stick. You know that there is so much that can go wrong and you learn about chemical pregnancies, you know, pregnancies that implant all for a day and then don't last. Um, Your HCG levels can drop. So most people get that moment when they do a pregnancy test and it comes up positive and they're like wrapping their arms around each other and crying and joyful. And we were happy. We were we were we were really happy. Um, But I still think we had the weight of the world on our shoulders. Massively. Yeah, it was in our heads. It was just right. That's another hurdle overcome. Mm hmm. Now we call our consultant, we speak to the fertility clinic and we go from there. So we never felt settled with that news, did we? Mm. So we kept the news really close to our chests and booked in our scan and kind of got on with life. And I think we we actually tried to record an episode, didn't we? We tried to record part of this episode. Weeks ago, ages ago when we first did the test. And we couldn't. We really struggled to get across the emotions we wanted to get across because you have a positive pregnancy test mm. and you're going through this and you have infertility issues. So you see those two lines and you should be elated. Like you feel like you should be so happy. Yeah. But we just didn't feel settled in it yet because we knew how much could go wrong. It's something that you're robbed of when you go on this journey. I think back to when Elle Darby, she's a really famous uh, YouTuber from the UK. Uh, she shared her pregnancy announcement. She doesn't have infertility problems as far as I'm, I'm aware. I think she was trying for about four months. I, I don't know. I don't know too much into it, but she's never spoken about struggling. Um, and the video that she recorded when she got her positive test, she is like wailing with joy like she is she's sobbing she's putting her hands together she's praying up to her mom who passed away who you know is looking over her and it's it's such a beautiful video and I remember watching that and being like oh my god lump in my throat you don't get that moment anymore they're stolen from you they're taken away because the positive test doesn't mean necessarily a successful pregnancy so yeah we did we called up our clinic and we let them know that we'd got over the first hurdle of which there feels like there's so many um and they said that we now have to wait until we are seven weeks and at that point they would be happy to scan us and see a if it's in the right place because although the risk is slight there is still a risk of ectopic um and if it has a heartbeat if it's a viable pregnancy which meant that we were living in this really weird limbo stage where we knew but hardly anybody else really knew that we technically were pregnant but we didn't know if we were properly pregnant because it could end at any point and yeah it just it was it was a strange place to be in and I just want to clarify by absolutely no means are we ungrateful we are so grateful for that positive pregnancy test in fact we're so grateful that IVF for us generally touch wood oh my gosh so much wood 
has been okay you know it's been an easy ish ride it's had its ups and downs and obviously last year there was lots of awful drama that we went through but this period of two months hasn't been too terrible for us and we don't want anybody listening to think oh my god I've never seen a positive pregnancy test how can you not be elated how can you not be jumping up and down I think everybody's experience of infertility is different uh, and ours in particular has shown us that for us personally positive does not necessarily mean baby even if you'd removed IVF from the equation I think had we had a natural pregnancy and we weren't infertile with any sort of issues we still would have felt very similar Mm. having miscarried last year because you know that even once you pass that first hurdle second hurdle third hurdle you know we already knew the gender we were in a position where we were like halfway through a pregnancy yeah and and it didn't work for us so no matter what we're always going to be quite guarded this time around we got told that because of ivf there is a risk of something called ovarian torsion i'm going to confess to you now that i still haven't googled it because um it sounds a little bit scary and i just don't want to know what worst case scenario is i just don't think that's healthy for me you know what i said ignorance is bliss ignorance is bliss um what i do know is that um the chance of it is high because my right ovary is still really enlarged and i think it would like twist around on itself it's supposed to be excruciatingly painful yeah it's treated as a surgical emergency so it's really really quite serious so mm-hmm. IVF ladies out there look after yourself post egg retrieval and everything because you imagine your ovary got to the size of a grapefruit yeah <laughs> that's you with nitro follicles some people have like 15 so you know we are still not as bad as it could be for some people on that but there is a higher risk yeah and because of how your ovaries are held in place with ligaments everything is so stretched and they will stay stretched until 12 weeks of pregnancy and they so that's you know months after you've done egg retrieval because all the progesterone you're on and things so that's something to bear in mind we were concerned about that we were also concerned about ectopic because as you know already miranda's tubes are not in the best of states so although it's unlikely because nothing that needs to go up the tube or down the tube to do it normally (laughs) with ivf there is still a risk that once they transferred the embryo it went walkies and decided to you know have a go at going back to where it came from. Do you remember our Eurotunnel analogy? I do remember the That Eurotunnel. was like episode one or two. That it was, was like when France closed the borders during COVID. Yeah. You want you want those borders closed. You don't want international travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my insides right now, people. Um, so yeah, for all these reasons, we just were being so hypersensitive to any niggling pain when you get pregnant, things inside you stretch. Obviously, they do, and you get implantation. It's like cramping, you know, that's perfectly normal. But we had had it so like hammered on home to us that we must be wary of ectopic pain. We must be wary of ovarian torsion pain. That if I got a little bit of pain over on my right side, it was like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Um, and it just, you can't fully enjoy anything. You just, you just can't because you're, you're so scared that it's going to go wrong. Since embryo transfer, I have had a lot of different symptoms. We touched on the symptoms that I'd had prior to doing any kind of pregnancy test and whatnot uh, in the last episode. What we have not touched upon is the symptoms that I've had since that positive test. Um, So I've been feeling very sick and very tired. Uh, I have thrown up three times, um, which is not as bad as some other people have to go through. So I'm very happy that's not the case. Um, But it has been unpleasant. and I have been a little bit knocked for six. And poor Tristan, because obviously we are still technically in this lockdown, um, he doesn't get to see many people (laughs) and so if if you imagine that when I'm at home I'm basically usually either 
saying I feel I'm gonna be sick, I feel I'm gonna be sick, or asleep. It's not the most entertaining company for you. I spend a lot of my evenings on my own, which is really sad. Oh, you do. You have Kyushu the Bunny. I do have Kyushu the Bunny. But you'll go to sleep because you'll be really tired at 10 o'clock. And I'll say to you, you know what? Don't sleep on the sofa. Go to bed. Mm -hmm. So I will just, you know, work in the evenings. It does mean that you can be quite productive. Oh, I can be. Between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 (laughs) a.m. Which is the perfect time to be productive, let's be honest. I have this little, like, silky on one side and fluffy on the other side eye mask that I wear. Because I leave the lamp on in the bedroom because I don't want Trish to fall over anything when he comes in at 2 a.m. So I'm just there looking like Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's with my eye mask on. (laughs) And he sneaks quietly into bed. I thought more like the mum in Matilda. Oh, Tris! (laughs) It's a better example. So yeah, that has been our life uh, for the last few weeks and we were, like I said, living in this strange purgatory place where we didn't really know what was happening and we wanted to be excited and we were, we were really happy, but we were also guarding ourselves. Then came the seven-week scan. I'm so sorry. I just got distracted by Kishio. He's sat in the corner and he's just in a really good mood today. And he's looking extra ginger and extra fluffy. And I, oh my god, you know my ovaries are enlarged. And people are like, oh my ovaries! Like I really feel my ovaries. I'm like, I love you so much. You're so cute. <clears throat> Back to the seven-week scan. Uh, So the day finally arrived. We felt so nervous for like the four days prior. And hardly anybody knew that we were having a scan. No, it was the weirdest thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Because everyone in your work was just getting on with their lives. They knew that IVF had happened. We had loads of people messaging us, asking us how things were going. Can I just say, actually, um, anybody who did message me about the two-week wait, thank you so much. And I'm really sorry that I didn't reply. Um, It was an intentional, I don't want to jinx this kind of situation and I'm sure you completely understand that um but now that this is out in the world on the podcast I very much will get back to you and we can have a little chat about it but you reaching out and checking in oh it meant so much so thank you so we woke up very early on the day of our scan so I say very early it's like 6am which is early for us yeah (laughs) maybe not for other people and for those of you who don't know, we are based down on the south coast of England in a county called Hampshire. In a city called Winchester. Yeah. And our clinic is up in Birmingham, which is in the Midlands, which in English terms is a long way. But in other countries' terms, it's really not that far <laughs> because we're a ridiculous nation. It is a long way for us. So for us, we had to go about two hours up to Birmingham. Which for is our a scan, trek and a Which half. is horrible at 6am. Uh, <laughs> and have our scan at nine in the morning. And we, yeah, we were nervous the days before. The day of, we were also very nervous. Mm-hmm. And the drive, we were quite quiet. It wasn't really like us, was it? <sighs> no, we felt really, I, I can't speak for you, but I felt really sick. Yeah. It didn't help. They've had it as a symptom, but it was also like a nervous tummy kind of situation. Because when you're driving up, you know that when you're next in the car driving back down, the next nine months has been set for you. You have an answer. Up until that point, we had no certainty. And the certainty is kind of terrifying because it could go either way. It could be positive, in which case we'll be elated and we'll be buzzing on the car journey back down south and probably go for McDonald's to celebrate. But it could also really be really bad. So we rocked up to our little hospital, our home from home. Tris was allowed to come into this scan again. So grateful to our clinic for letting that happen. They have been so understanding. Uh, We did the classic thing of having a phone call. Are you outside? Yes, we are. Okay, great. I need to do the questions. Do you have a cough? No. Do you have a temperature? No. And we were allowed in, sanitized our hands, put on a face mask. And up we went to floor two, the fertility floor. As we came out the lift, we were greeted by Jill who is our wonderful singing nurse who started this journey with us. So quite fitting that she was there 
for what could have been the last appointment we had. Yeah. And she welcomed us. And it was kind of like small talk, a bit different to what we'd done with her before because it was very happy before. Whereas we were so nervous. We were just kind of, mm. yeah, ha, 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 great day. <laughs> yeah, wonderful, lovely weather. <laughs> I think she realises the magnitude of it as well. She's, she's either going to give us really good news or really bad news yeah. and have two patients that are crying on her lap. So we had a chat with her before and she asked us some questions and then she explained what she was going to do an internal scan as we had done before and then she went outside Miranda dropped trowel popped <laughs> her legs in the stirrups and lay down <sighs> and Tristan held my hand I did I did Jill then began scanning and she said to us before if I see anything I won't say because I need to look for everything first mm-hmm. everything in there is very very small so it may take me a while it'll feel like an eternity and honestly oh. I have never experienced a weight like it in my life i mean i reckon it was probably no more than 20 seconds oh yeah if that. but it felt like about three or four minutes and i was like counting the tiles on the ceiling thinking like what is she looking for what, what like what, why is she taking so long like trying to distract myself by like looking at the little dots on the on the top but oh, that was intense and she said she was like i'm gonna look for a heartbeat I'm going to look for a yolk sac um, and I'm going to check the health of your ovaries. Yeah, that felt like it took a long time. But after what felt like a lifetime, um, we actually got a clip of <laughs> what was said to us. Congratulations, you have one baby and it's absolutely fantastic. Oh, thank God. And Tristan started crying. I was so, so happy. Because I said before, like, this has been such a massive build-up over oh. the last few weeks. And we've had all these hurdles to overcome. And even though we had a positive pregnancy test, there is still a risk of chemical pregnancy, of not having a heartbeat, yeah, yeah. of all of these things. Why we didn't tell anybody in exactly. the first place. So it was all building up like a bubbling <sighs> volcano yeah, that yeah, then erupted yeah. in my bursting into tears (laughs) it's so lovely when you see a guy cry because they so rarely do it and I'm just like yes let it all out be emotional that is so healthy you were holding my hand I was getting emotional Jill was so happy everyone was just buzzing it was a really lovely moment and we are now as we've just heard pregnant yeah with a heartbeat Seven weeks and four days? Seven and four today. So <sighs> when we had the scan, we knew our dates exactly. We knew we'd be seven and one mm-hmm. at the scan because with IVF, unlike most other pregnancies, yeah. <laughs> you know exactly when eggs were fertilised, right? Almost to the minute. Literally to the second. So there is no issue around dates being a little bit off because the day after they call you and say, yes, they fertilised successfully. Yeah. So they know the day. We then went in knowing how far along in pregnancy we should be mm. and both the yolk sac and baby measured exactly seven weeks and one day. So exactly as they should be. Everything has aligned. The stars are aligned also, (laughs) as well as everything else. And we are in a very good place right now. I wish you could see Tristan. He had his hand in his air as he was saying that and he was just like flailing it about like he was conducting some kind of orchestra. Baby actually right now is the size of a raspberry if you want. I know, how cute is that? If you want something to kind of reference. So small. But a little heartbeat. I'm like, come on, you can do it. Come on, please, 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 please keep crying. Don't give up on us. So whilst we're not completely out of the woods, we do feel happy enough and yeah. positive enough to tell you guys about it. Yeah. And that's such a lovely feeling, isn't it? Because it is. everyone who's been along with us in this journey has been so positive and so caring and always checking in. 
And we've kind of felt bad that we've had this little secret from everyone for the last few weeks. It's been horrible. I've actually felt like genuine guilt that I haven't told you what's happened. Um, But I really hope you sort of understand why because of past experiences. And I mean, this is a hell of a lot earlier than we told anybody about our last pregnancy. I mean, we got to 18 weeks and um, knew that it wasn't going to work um, before we told anybody. Um, But uh, both of us are trying to adopt a different mindset with this particular pregnancy we think just why not enjoy it nothing is guaranteed nothing is for certain so why not just enjoy every single day why not look at the baby clothes why not order those maternity leggings like I just I want to feel like a pregnant lady and not live every sort of minute to second thinking oh my god have I started bleeding again oh my god like what's that little pain in my side am I cramping am I losing the baby like I just want to enjoy it because I feel like that was stolen from us last time As we said, we were accompanied by Jill for this, but as Jill went out to go and get an envelope for our scan picture, we saw across the hallway from the room we were in, Claire, who you'll know about if you've listened to this, Claire, one of our nurses, and the name of the woman escapes me, but the person who was with us on our day of egg retrieval, who was our little nurse. Who brought me my apple juice. Yeah, that one. That nurse. She was so lovely. And these people who have also followed us through this journey on such a personal level, because they're the ones who you call, they're the ones who speak Mm -hmm. to you, they're the ones who are looking after you, they were able to share the news with us as well. So they were over the moon they came running into the room it was so cute i was like i want to hug you but i can't because covid so we did like a little cute air hug and there was and she, i can't remember exactly what she said but claire was just so sincere and so sweet and said something along the lines of i really hope this one works out for you guys and i was like thank you claire because so do we. yes yeah, so oh my god please god please universe everything yeah we're not thinking like that we're thinking positive it is going to work out it's going to be fine we're going to have a healthy baby in December. Shall we not give the exact date? Shall we just say the month? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, let's just do the month. Yeah? Let's keep December. It. December. We'll keep it a little bit cryptic for the 30 time. 30 days. How's September? Eight. There's 31 days it could be. So we're recording this on the Sunday. It's going out the following Monday, i.e. tomorrow. And tomorrow is also the day where Tris and I are going to both personally announce it on our own social media. Uh, So if you want to see that, my Instagram is Miranda.Burns. And mine is Tristan.Hall. Now, I always find it quite funny looking at pregnancy announcements because obviously they're so lovely. Some people decide to do a little note saying baby xyz joining us or oh um producer zoe our friend from my capital south coast show um her friend is pregnant and announced it with a pile of ice and then a second pile of ice and then the ultrasound scan of the baby do you get it ice ice baby We could put Kyushio in a vest that says I'm going to be a big brother. That's what I want to do. Oh my God, we could get him a little sign. Oh my gosh, we could use my letterboard saying I'm going to be a big brother. Don't know how I, I feel about it. I think people on social media already laugh at us enough for how much we love our rabbit. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> so perhaps not. I might do that, guys. But I might, yeah. <laughs> Take a look tomorrow and see how it goes. But basically, I find it funny that people use actual pregnancy tests as part of their thing. Because like a pregnancy scan, yes, it's inside you and inside your vagina, but there's no kind of connection between those two things. <laughs> to the printed right? photo. Yeah, there's no, no one can look at that and go, well, that's a bit odd because it's inside of your body. Everyone sees pregnancy yeah, scans yeah. everywhere. A pregnancy test has like been in contact with your wee. Yep. And has been down there. Near your vag. Exactly. And it's a, I don't know. Like, or if you ever see someone... No, I, I agree with you. Don't worry. I just find it a bit odd, don't you? I, I've seen people um, 
and this is this is not to slate it because honestly if you get pregnant I'm just happy for you I'm just happy for you and I'm happy with the world that it's worked out that way um but I have seen people get like gift boxes and put loads of tissue paper inside and then put the pregnancy test in the tissue paper and then someone's had to pull it out and touch it and be like oh wow that's amazing and it's like we all just forget that someone weed on that stick to make it positive and if I was to say to you here I weed on this plastic spoon don't worry it's now dry but it used to have we on it would you pick it up I mean if you were Tristan and it was me we've already established that yes you would because we have no boundaries anymore but anybody else would be mildly grossed out by that but for some reason it's absolutely fine I mean I'm saying all this I'm absolutely going to share a photo of the pregnancy test I don't care I'm buzzing I'm not a happy person I put it in the same category as that uncomfortable feeling when someone you know finds a pair of underwear of yours that's washed clean and fine yeah. but you just know that your your bits have been up against it <laughs> like, yes. Like, you know, when you go and visit, so for example, if I was at your parents' house, okay, yeah. and when we were there during IVF, they did some washing for me. I say they did it. I did some washing and your mum went to do some washing afterwards. So she emptied the washer, right? <gasps> it just had my tops in it. But imagine in that situation, if I'd had like a pair of pants in there, <laughs> I'd have felt so awkward that, that Celia had had to manhandle my pants. Your pants. Now that's not weird at all, is it? Because no. they're clean, they're fine. It's perfectly natural and normal. Like the pregnancy test is perfectly natural and normal. But you're right, it's in the same category of we're just not acknowledging that this is a little bit strange. What is the most awkward circumstances in which someone could find your underwear? I'm thinking like once you've done a wash and you've got a guest coming around, mm. like where could they find your pants? Like in the bed that in, you're in? In the guest towel that you've laid uh, on the end right, of the bed folded. for them to... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it, you've just missed it. It's just got tangled up in the towel. You've neatly folded it, not noticed that it's there. And they're in the bathroom, shaking it out, ready to dry themselves, and it falls on the floor. And as the guest, do you acknowledge this, or do you just kind of pop them somewhere as if that they, you know they, you never saw them and you never <sighs> speak of it again? I think it depends how close you are to it them. It does, doesn't oh it? God, please, let's all pray that never happens to us. I think I once had um, an experience where I put on a pair of tights, and there was a pair of pants in the tights that I got caught within the wash and I just like pulled them up and didn't quite realise that they were on the back of my leg like on my upper thigh like a pair of did uh, you then leave the house in them no I noticed oh you realised oh good yeah which which was um, that was a close shave but that would have been awful that would have been horrendous wouldn't it I still live in fear of it did I ever tell you about the English book that I left on the desk that had a sanitary towel stuck to it (laughs) (laughs) no I was in English I think I was in year 9 or 10 um, and this particular English teacher I didn't like her I had an English teacher who I absolutely adored but there was another one she was a cover teacher she wasn't so great and I pulled a book out onto my desk and she was just looking to start a fight with someone you know when she's trying to sort of parade around her authority so she picks on someone that doesn't deserve to be picked on well I'm with that person um, and she scowled at me and picked up my book and was like why is this on your table and opened it and then looked utterly repulsed and then closed it and put it down and I remember thinking oh she's so mean can't believe she scowled at my book what she did opened it literally a sanitary towel stuck between the pages clean Oh yeah! Oh god! Yeah. Okay, good. Like, it was fresh. clean. I thought the look of disgust could have been because of that, and I'd understand where she was coming yeah, from. Yeah. I opened up someone's book, and I didn't expect to see that. But that's just a bit weird. No, can I just go on a little bit of a rampage though? Okay, there Off is absolutely nothing wrong with having a sanitary towel. I'm sorry, there's nothing wrong with that. Why? Why do I still feel the need to hide my tampons when I walk to the bathroom when I'm at work? Why? Why am I doing that? I push them up my sleeve so no one has to see. Why? I don't have that problem with anything. Yeah, I know, Looks because you're, you're so lucky. I kind of had it on a lower level when I was at uni, because I lived in my second year house with all girls, mm. and the only shower was downstairs, through the living room, through the kitchen, right? What? Yeah, so you'd have to kind of waddle through there, and 
obviously, you know, you take your pants, you take your bits you need into the bathroom. And I would like fold things up within a towel to conceal them. Because I was like, the last thing I want is these people seeing my undercrackers. And then they will spend the undercrackers. They will spend the rest of the festive equivalent. Imagine if you got crackers and when you pop them, there was a pair of pants. I bet that exists. Oh my God. I'm, I bet and Summers, this. if not, we're doing it. You under heard crackers. it? Yeah, under <laughs> For a kinky Christmas party. <laughs> like office Christmas party. Wouldn't be a family Christmas party. No. You're not doing that on the 25th over your turkey. Can we just say, we've mentioned Christmas twice and it is like the... It's April. That's really weird. What was I talking about before you said Christmas under crackers? My housemates seeing my pants. Oh yeah, you don't want to spend the rest of the day with them knowing that you're wearing red boxes. Looking past your skinny jeans. It's like they've got x-ray vision. Oh. Do you ever play that game with yourself? Sometimes I do. I'm sitting there. I'm doing it right now. And I'm like, what colour pants do I have on? I think they're white, but I don't know. As a bloke, I don't get this either. I don't have a huge amount of variety. Although I did buy some nice coloured ones, didn't I? You did. So, um, Tristan. It's such a tangent. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> Tristan bought some new neutral coloured boxes. So you got a sage green. You got a nice kind of... Um, Baby blue. Oh, yes, the baby blue. you got baby blue. you got like a camel-toned one, didn't mm-hmm. you? You know the colours that are all in fashion at the moment? Nobody can see them. you just got to trust us that they look lovely. But they're a very soft material. They're lovely. Do they caress your balls? They, they do. And you'll know from last week that my balls need all the caressing they can get after the beating they've taken recently. So... <laughs> I if was, you don't know, you need to listen yeah, to episode yeah, 10. Please, out of context, that sounds awful. But Fast forward to the end. <laughs> yes, please do. But yeah, normally I just have black. Yeah. And they're really boring. Oh, God, I'm such a boring person. You're not a boring person. Not anymore. Ba-bam! <laughs> Trish just uh, threw one leg in the air and exposed his crotch. Although he is wearing joggers, don't worry. Go on, what colour are your boxes that you're wearing right now? Don't know, don't look. Play the game. Play. And anyone listening at home, play the game as well. What colour pants are you wearing? Because I swear, you'll have forgotten. By law of averages, I've got more black than I have anything else. So I'm going black. Okay, go on, have a little look. He's pulling back. Oh, yeah, they are black. Boring. This is a really good thing for people to be listening to. <laughs> I swear. Can you please message me on Instagram if this is the thing that you do? Do you ever play the pant game with yourself? Tristan is looking at me desperately like, Miranda, shut up. This is such a tangent. Okay, guys, sorry. I just want to talk about my pants. So I think to summarise, let's just get back on track and say that at the time of recording this, we are seven weeks and four days pregnant. Once you get a heartbeat, um, the nurse who we spoke to at our scan told us that the chance of miscarriage drops by 90%, which is huge. Obviously, unfortunately, um, we learned last time that you can still be the 10%. There's no guarantees, but it is nice. It's still such a lovely statistic to, to just remind yourself of when you're having a day where you feel less confident. If you joined our podcast family because you were interested in IVF, we really do hope that you still stick along because IVF is still going to be a big focal point. We're wanting to have people on uh, to share their stories. We're looking at doing some interviews. There's a couple of very high profile people who we're going to approach in the hope that they will come on the podcast at some point to chat to us. Um, so yeah, we're still going to be talking about it all the time. And what will be really nice is if this is successful um, and we do manage to touch so much wood, um, have a healthy pregnancy and a healthy baby at the end of it, it will be really nice to look back at what we did in case we did anything that maybe helped our chances who knows the world is a cruel place and someone could be the healthiest person in the world and and not manage to get pregnant but if we can help you in any way we absolutely want to also as you'll know we've got two embryos on ice as miranda says yeah, on ice. somewhere up in birmingham so so while this pregnancy fingers crossed will stick we will be back at this very point 
in a couple of years' time. Oh, yeah. So don't forget about us either. No, please don't. Once we get married, uh, like literally two years down the line, less than, we're going to try again. We want to give this one a sibling. Um, so yeah, we'll be doing it again. We're not forgetting about our other two embryos. Obviously, we do understand that this sort of podcast now won't be for everyone. I know we'll be talking about IVF, but there will be quite a heavy focus on pregnancy as well and how our journey of pregnancy is going. So if that is not for you, then do not worry. You do whatever is right for you in the moment. Check back with us and see how we're getting on. Please feel free to drop into any episodes. It'll be clear in the titles of episodes exactly what we're talking about. So if you see one that you find interesting, please, please do have a listen. Same goes for our social media. Keep following us on Test You Baby. Keep following us on Miranda.Burns and Tristan.Hall because we are going to keep talking about all of this stuff. And hopefully in the future... December 2021, we will share with you the news of a little baby. I know. Oh, I really hope so. The, the final thing that I just want to touch upon, though, is you just have to do what is right for you. Obviously, we love our podcast family. We're so grateful to every single one of you that's come along on this journey as, and is still listening to us. Oh, my God, you're still listening to us. How crazy is that? Clearly, we did something right. <laughs> I don't know quite what it was, considering all the tangents. My God. Um, but yeah, I, I remember when I was going through our miscarriage last year, I just there were certain accounts that I had to mute. So you just do what you need to do. That is it for today. If you like what you heard, the best way to support us is to leave a review, share with your friends, family, parents, guardians, positive pregnancy tests. <laughs> and don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, please, please, please do. Uh, next episode, we're going to have had our first midwife appointment. Our midwife appointment is a little bit different. Uh, we have a bereavement midwife who's come with us on this journey since August last year. So she knows us really well by now and she always checks in and we love her um so yeah she is going to be the woman that we have a little chat to we'll let you know how that goes and yeah we'll just we're going to keep you updated as we go along week by week by week and hopefully put some wheels in motion to get some big guests on and finally, we must say, please don't forget that you can see our faces over on Instagram. We're not just these voices out there in your headphones. Uh, Miranda.burns. Tristan.hall and Test Tube Baby Pod. Pod for podcast. Love you. Bye. bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.